Well, hello there. It's Dominique Vale here, founder of Invisive Charity and your host for this monthly quick boost of life advice and perspectives from the Invisive Chat Sessions family's audio flash files. Our motto is always in 20 minutes or less, you'll learn about an empowering tool you can incorporate into your life to be more successful and joyful, especially for Invisive's medically adultish population. But you know we love all people aiming to get the most out of their life, so all are welcome. And trust that we're going to have fun and laugh while we get real on these tangible, empowering advice that'll make all the non-medical aspects of your life all the better. Here's the deal. There are some well-known secrets when you join the Chronic Illness and Disability Club later in your years and not from birth. One of them being that you deal with a grieving process of your old self. Society often associates grief with losing a loved one, so when you think about going through grief of yourself, it seems odd, even selfish at times. So lots of young people won't delve into the emotions of their grief when they get a diagnosis or injury. You'll think, I can't possibly be feeling grief because I'm still here. But in actuality, your major health change flips your world on its axis. So you're going in the same life trajectory, but doing so in a totally new way. Recognizing that self-grief is something massively common during this major life-changing adjustment with your health, and equally as important, are those tangible tips and steps to working through these moments. Now let's take a beat, I'm going to pour myself some warm coffee on this autumn morning, and open up today's file, so let's get into it. We're calling today's flash file, Dearly Beloved, Let's Talk About Death of the old me. Yes, that sounds morbid and like I'm going to walk you through setting up your funerals, but that is totally not what this podcast episode is about. What we are talking about is the unique sub-branch of grief. So the title seemed right in line with our morbidly realistic humor here at Invisi Youth. The concept of self-grief comes from this blunt idea right from the name, the death of your past self. After a major event changes the course of a huge part of your identity, and so often when you hear specialists or counselors talking about bereavement, there's the concept of these stages of grief. You know them. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. It's supposed to be the cycle that you go through each step till you get to that almighty acceptance and then boom, no more sad grief in your life. Well, Here's the true fact that you got to remember for your own grieving process of any kind. Grief is not and will not be linear. You bounce between these stages. Sometimes you never even deal with one of these stages. And there's no way you can actually 100% move past these emotions permanently. You're a living being. Your emotions will be impacted by your surroundings and life changes. So naturally, things can trigger your grief to pop up more importantly. When it comes to grief, there's no going through it successfully or being past it because you bounce into a wave of grief for a moment or longer and then you work through it. When we shift to the sub-branch of self-grief, the grief of your past self, and specifically in the lane of living with a chronic illness or disability, that layer of grief is uber personal. When a young person has lived a portion of their lives as quote-unquote healthy and non-disabled, And then there's this distinct incident or moment of time that shifts that 180 degrees and you're now categorized as chronically ill and disabled, you're totally not the same person anymore. 
literally from a health perspective, you're not the same. And that now changes the way you interact with your body, your relationships, your work and society, because you have another layer to adapt to. There's literally a break in the sand, that drawing the line of before your chronic illness or disability and the after, and the two ways you were living and connected to yourself in those moments. You distinctly remember the life you had before your diagnosis, and having that clear memory of the healthy self is what's the catalyst of your self-grief. It's because you change from the version of yourself before your diagnosis in order to adapt to the health and physical needs of your new chronic illness and disability and what it presents to your way of living. You still remember all the wants and goals you were capable of doing without thinking of those ramifications and limitations. In my case, it was physical ease and short-term memory and no pain. Ah, I'm now kind of wistfully thinking about when I didn't have brain fog and I wasn't in pain all the time, but enough about me because I could keep going. (laughs) Young people specifically will take their daily health for granted. And once you have that chronic illness or disability, you don't have the luxury anymore of doing that because you're dealing with doctors, medications, treatments, hospitals, you name it. And those memories pile up. That longing of the past life plan you were living, that's what causes self-grief of the old you, and that's what we're talking about in this episode. You need to feel the grief, recognize there's a loss of who you were, and that this grief is allowed to get louder at times because of the situations that come up in your unique life. You need to be able to know that you're able to grieve while simultaneously appreciating the new aspects of yourself that come forward as the badass you become when you face any new strife. That word simultaneously is vital to remember here because when you have a chronic illness or disability, you need to get good at multitasking. And with grief, you also need to be able to feel those low feelings of loss, longing, and anger while also appreciating and celebrating the empowered and hardworking new version of yourself that comes after the diagnosis. And why would recognizing and dealing with self-grief in a realistic and positive way be necessary? Well, for Invisiouth, it's a simple answer. Once you acknowledge you miss the old parts of yourself, your life, and your health, and your everything, you're able to appreciate and celebrate the new direction, perspective, and way of living of the present you with your chronic illness and disability. You allow yourself to fully sit in the moment of self-grief and anger, but not sustain that negative emotion. You recognize it and reframe it with a new mindset to continue on. And in Visi Youth, we remind young people that you cannot look at your illness or disability as your opponent or enemy, but your teammate. That kind of pain in the ass and overbearing teammate at times, if you will. But your teammate and you are playing the same game of life together, and you gotta celebrate the full you that includes the past quote-unquote healthy non-disabled version and the present and future versions of yourself. Now that I've told you the why, I'm going to explain the how and the technique here with those steps to achieve this end goal we're talking about. And so you know, I'm going to open up my galaxy glossary here for our latest edition. Self-eulogy framework. Wow, we're laying it on thick with this whole old you is dead dead verbiage. But you know, this is marketing 101 and we're going to keep going with this lesson. So the self-eulogy framework is the recognition of loss through self-reflection and celebration of your past self 
while loosely embracing the melancholy of previous goals and way of living. It's the switch to not focus on losses, but acknowledge them, celebrate the past and present self equally, while learning and adapting to merge into your new way of life through an empowered mindset on your present and future holding more power than your past. Wow, that's officially my new favorite edition of the Glossary for Invisi Youth. I'm saying that in this episode for the record, everyone can quote me. So I fully recommend doing a 10 second rewind and listening to that definition again. A eulogy celebrates the lives of someone, so a self-eulogy is all about celebrating you and your full self. And that includes the past quote-unquote healthy, non-disabled you, and also equally the present chronically ill and disabled you. It's a better framework, a reframe of the way you see yourself to sort of have that mentality of a living eulogy to the past you without any health struggles It's not a permanent goodbye, like you're never going to be anything like the version of yourself before a diagnosis. Because an illness and disability is just one of the many facets that makes you a full person. So all the other facets of you from your past self, they're still here. There's just some adaptations to them now. With a self-eulogy framework, you need to recognize that the grief of those goals and the way of living isn't wiping the slate clean or feeling total resentment from your body, but rather keeping the memories positive and moving them into your future so you're not chained to the past of all those what-if possibilities, because that's a cycle of grief you don't want to stay in. And it's these quick steps to check yourself in these moments of self-grief by reframing to self-eulogy. You gotta note that when the longing, the what-ifs, the could-haves, the agitation of your present situation due to your chronic illness or disability are breaching the surface. Trust me, and in youth, you'll know when that wallow or self-loathing feeling is arising. After you know that you're self-grieving about an aspect of your health impacting your life, and you're thinking about how the old you would have been able to do something You let yourself sit in that sadness for no more than a good five minutes. After you've given it the recognition it deserves, reframe and shift to a self-eulogy. Give yourself a mental pep talk to celebrate the person you are now. Even if you don't feel like it and you feel like you're phoning it in with some positivity, do it. That reinforcement of celebrating the present you, celebrating the person that is adapting to not what is your old you would have been doing but celebrating that you're creating a new way to achieve a dream and activity that's what you definitely need you put your focus on the present you that's put in the work figured out ways to adapt and excel power through the challenges and roadblocks that ableist systems naturally bring and the present you that's continued to be the same you at its core with just adjustments to the layers that are now the chronic illness and disability added in your mix the best analogy for this um, is to view your moments of self-grief those times of longing that make you sad or frustrated like a dimmer switch. Yes, your grieving of your past self without chronic illness and disability is like a light bulb that never dies out, but when it gets too bright, you control the dimmer switch and can dim down its potency and brightness by acknowledging that it sucks, reframing your focus on what's good and what makes you feel serene and successful now, and the person you are today 
health struggles and all. Since we're coming to the end of this lesson on the audio flash files, I'm going to tell you a quick story from my life when I saw my first tennis match in person after my inner jury. For the quick crash course, for the listeners that are new and don't know my story with chronic illness or creating InvisiYouth charity, I was a competitive tennis player, and when I was 16, I got injured in off-season training, and that started my chronic illness journey. Tennis was a passion for me, something I even wanted to get scouted to play in university, heck, even try the pro circuit if I got good enough and lucky. So when my injury and subsequent illnesses took that dream from me in an instant, it was a huge identifier of myself I had to let go of. And it was sad to watch tennis. Truly, if I watched Wimbledon or the US Open, I might have shed a tear or two and quickly had to turn it off, but we're, we're keeping that secret between you and me. <laughs> so about eight years after my injury and illness journey began, when I launched Youth and it was a couple years old, I got to go to an adaptive sporting event for injured servicemen and women, and one of the games I watched was wheelchair tennis. To sit in those stands in Florida and watch others play a sport I loved that was a huge part of me for the first time brought an overwhelming wave of grief. No matter that I was at a public event, I let myself grieve the life and love I had for this sport and the future plans I had for myself that I had to say goodbye to without choice. And after a few moments, I took a deep breath and told myself to try and watch the game less like a wounded athlete that lost their sport because of their chronic illness, but like the person I was in that moment, a young nonprofit founder, philanthropist who launched her own nonprofit at 22 years old and was watching an adaptive sporting event in person for the first time. It was something the old me definitely wouldn't have gotten to do, and I smiled to myself for the rest of the tennis match. Yes, was it still a little bittersweet watching? Of course but I reframed my grief into a self-eulogy by celebrating the girl who played tennis for over eight years and fell in love with the sport and celebrated the present me who took her health struggles and created and launched InvisiYouth charity and was now aiding and empowering other young people with chronic illnesses and disabilities around the world to have these tangible tools and activism to thrive in their daily life. Now, before I get too wistful thinking about tennis and legitimately the badassery that is adaptive sports if you haven't watched any yet. But before we do that, I'm checking out of story time and going back to the InvisiYouth lesson, or more like the end of this file, so let's wrap it up. And with every audio flash file from InvisiYouth Charity and with all of our resources, I'm going to remind you. We encourage you to try our life-improving tools and mindsets and disagree if it doesn't work for you. Fall anywhere on the agree or disagree spectrum with this life-improving resource to see how well it integrates into the way you live your life or not, because that's still a step forward into figuring out what works for you. Our final thought or what we call our final drip of knowledge to close this file is here. Grief isn't a linear process with an end result that you put aside and check off. It's a feeling you deal with as it pops up, and that's what makes you successful handling your emotions. When it comes to grieving your past self, do it. Embrace the self-grief fully because it is a bereavement that deserves recognition. 
You cannot eliminate your longing or anger towards how your chronic illness and disability now changes the course of your life, but you can reframe your view and emotions once you recognize the grief's presence. You remove that feeling of resentment towards your health or pretending you're totally okay with how your health has changed your plans and who you are, and instead you celebrate the present you that still has those core fundamental pieces of your truest self and soul. The real you beyond all those layers is still there, just with some added adaptations, some medical necessities, and that is worth celebrating. I hope you've gotten some practical life advice and mindset advice for that all-important non-medical aspect of your life with chronic illness and disability. And like we always say at Invisi Youth, adapt and thrive so you can keep carving that lane of success and joy for yourself in all its rebellious game-changing glory. Make sure you hit subscribe on Invisi Youth Chat Sessions, our podcast where you're listening right now. Like and comment on this episode, please, and share it with your friends. And come back when I pull out another audio flash file. Chat soon! Chat soon!